The Hammer, Chapter 8 Corvin grabbed Kate's arm and yanked her away from the hole. Eyes wide, she dropped her rock and moved back with him to crouch by the boulders. Was that the lizard? she whispered. Corvin nodded. I need to block that hole again. Pulling the hammer from his pocket, he crept forward. Be careful. Corvin chose a good-sized boulder and pulled it close to his chest with one hand. It slipped free and he jumped back to save his toes from being crushed. I'll help. Kate bent to the rock, but Corvin stopped her. Here. He held out the hammer. If the lizard comes out, hold this toward it and tell it to go away. Kate hesitated, then took the hammer from his hand. Corvin bent, heaved the rock to his chest, and stepped forward toward the gaping hole. All was quiet. He took another step forward and held the rock out as far as he could over the hole. A claw appeared. Kate screamed. Startled, Corvin lost his grip and the rock dropped. He heard a screech of pain as it bounced and rolled away. From down below there was a scrabbling of claws and then silence. He had to find something else to block the entrance to the lizard den. Corvin looked around and spotted a wide board from the fort. If he could cover the hole with the board, he could stand on it while Kate found rocks to pile on top. Keeping his eyes on the hole, he bent over and picked up the heavy plank. It was too heavy and dipped down toward the hole. Corvin fell to his knees to stop its descent, but it kept falling and rapped sharply on the door. The lizard sprang from the hole and sank one of its long claws deep into the wood. It glared at him, its mouth flecked with foam and muttering something. Corvin couldn't understand the words, but a gasp from Kate told him she had heard the creature. It took a step toward him, locking its fiery eyes on Corvin. One foreleg and claw extended toward him, the other hung at its side, dripping blood from the end of a claw. A bell broke the silence. Mother was calling them in for supper. The lizard turned toward the house, and its eyes fell on Kate. It took a step toward her. Her hand shaking, Kate lifted the hammer toward it. Go! Go away! Leave us alone! The lizard's eyes bulged, and it collapsed as if she'd shot it. Covering its head with its good claw, it whined and writhed on the ground, its wounded claw dragging about in the dust. Kate moved toward the creature. Stay away, Kate! It's a trap! Kate kept her eyes focused as she advanced on the injured creature. The lizard stopped moving. Corvin had seen animals feign death and then attack. Kate needed to back away. Instead, the lizard stretched out prone before the advancing girl. Kate stood over it and raised the hammer high above her head. The creature lay perfectly still, waiting for the final blow. Kate watched in horrified silence as Kate brought the hammer down and then gently touched the lizard on the back of its neck. With a low metallic groan, the black collar around its neck quivered, then fell to the ground. The lizard pushed itself off the ground, bowed its head to Kate, and spoke a few soft words. As it backed away, she bent to examine the black band. The lizard shook its head and rattled off a string of clicks and hisses. Kate sank to her knees and stared at the object in the sand. As she picked it up, the lizard stepped toward Corvin, hissing and gesturing toward Kate with its healthy claw. What was it saying? Kate glared at the lizard and thumped the hammer on the ground. The rock shivered beneath them. Be quiet. I told you to go away. The lizard glanced at Corvin with a helpless expression on its narrow face. Now, Kate barked. The lizard scurried away and retreated down the hole. Kate gently picked up the lizard's black band and then stood with it draped limply over her palm like a small black snake. 
she looked back at the hammer as if weighing both objects in her hands. The dinner bell rang again. We've got to go, Corvin croaked. I'll put a rock over the hole. You don't need to, Kate stated. It won't come back now that I'm holding the hammer. Corvin stepped toward her. How did you know what to do? Let me see that collar. There's no time. Kate stuffed the black band in the front pocket of her jeans. Hammer in hand, she strode down the western trail. He ran to catch up to her. Kate, the hammer. What about it? She shoved the hammer into her back pocket and sped up, slipping and skidding down the incline. I need it back. Stretching his hand out, he raced after her and grabbed at the back of her shirt, but she was too fast and the fabric slipped from his fingers. As soon as she reached level ground, she broke into a run and hollered, Race ya! over her shoulder. Corvin didn't even try. Kate always beat him in a foot race. She was washed up and inside the house before he even got to the porch. His mother came out to pour the potato water into the washing machine and looked at him out of the corner of her eye. Aren't you two getting a little old to be playing together on the rock? His face and neck hot and prickling, Corvin concentrated on his soapy hands. We were cleaning up the mess from when the old fort blew down. Didn't want that tarp blowing into the field. Corvin's heart dropped. It was another lie, but his mother would never have believed the truth. Kate met them at the door. I didn't realize it was so late. My mom will be home in half an hour, and I haven't finished the dishes. She'll be furious. I've got to run. She started to move past them, but Corvin's mother put her hand on the door frame. Wait, mother said. I want you to take your mother some of the chicken dinner. She hurried into the kitchen and dished hot food into a tin pie plate. Corvin tried to catch Kate's eye, but she just stared at the floor. There was no way he would let her leave without getting a good look at the black hand. Mother wrapped the plate in a tea towel. I'll carry it for her. Corvin took the dish from his mother's hands. Then come right back. I'll wait for you. Corvin slipped out the door. Kate followed. As soon as they were out of earshot, he turned to her. So what happened with the lizard? It was frightened, Kate responded abruptly. Couldn't you see that? But what did it say? You did hear it talk, right? Kate paused as if thinking a long way back. It said it could not stand against me, that I had the power to destroy everything. What did it say when you touched it? It begged me to let it live. It said I was the only one who could set it free from the band. All I needed to do was touch it with... She swallowed hard. Let me see the black band. No, not now. I'm tired and I need to get home. It'll just take a second. He stepped around her and blocked her way. She snatched the plate from his hands. I said I'm tired, and I'm not a child who needs to be walked home in the dark. I can take care of myself. She pushed past him into the shadows of her backyard, leaving Corvin alone in the alley. He turned for home. Not only did he not get to see the black band, but Kate still had the hammer. Why was she acting so strange? One minute she was his best friend, and the next she was chewing his head off. He let the screen door bang behind him as he slumped down the table. Mother's eyebrows arched. She retrieved her supper from the oven and sat with him at the table. As they ate, she filled him in on the details of his father's new job. He was one of the fortunate ones. There were ten or more families affected by the mine closure, and very few of the men would be able to find a job. It's going to be a difficult winter. We'll need to help as many people as we can. Corvin barely caught what she was saying. His mind was still trying to sort out what had happened with Kate and the lizard. 
They finished eating and washed the dishes together. After the dishes, they played Scrabble till past eleven. He found it hard to concentrate, with thoughts of Kate and the lizard continually coming to mind. Finally, Mother said they should get to bed, and although she seemed pleased for once, she was winning the game. Corvin returned the game to the pantry. As he turned for his stairs, his mother looked up. Did you see the note your father left you? Corvin looked blankly at her. He left it on your washstand when he went up to say goodbye. He didn't want to wake you. Corvin ran up the stairs. Sure enough, a folded piece of paper with his name printed across the front was propped up against the water pitcher. Corvin ripped it in his haste to get it unfolded. There was only a short note. Corvin, I'm sorry I have to leave without saying goodbye. I will come home just as soon as I can. The next four words were crossed out, call me if anything. Below the scribbled out words he had written, You will turn fifteen and be a man by the time I get back. If anything out of the ordinary happens, use your judgment and do what you know is right. Take care of your mom while I am gone. Love, Dad. Corvin sat on the edge of the bed. He wasn't ready to be a man, and actually his mom was a whole lot stronger than he was. Still, it felt good that his dad trusted him to look after things. Downstairs there was a knock at the front door, then an agitated female voice. It must be one of the wives of the men at the mine. As the voices moved into the living room, his mother called from the bottom of the stairs. Corvin, can you please come down here a moment? As he entered the living room, Corvin stopped and stared. Kate's mother sat on the couch, her cheeks streaked with tears and mascara. He had never seen her look so sloppy. She took great pride in her looks and the fact that she once had a small part in a movie. Corvin's mother entered from the kitchen with her teapot and cups. She nodded at the armchair and he sat on the edge while his mother poured the tea. Miss Poley believes you might know where Kate has gone. She fired a glance at him from beneath her eyebrows. When you were walking her home, did she say anything to you about going somewhere? Corvin's heart sank. No. Did she say anything about me? Miss Poley asked. Corvin's jaw tightened. Every time he met Kate's mom, it seemed the conversation turned to her. She said she was worried you'd be mad about the dishes not being done. Miss Poley shook her head. I was only a little annoyed with her. She turned to Corvin's mother. I get so tired from working these long shifts, you know, and it's not easy to raise a child on your own. She paused and dabbed at her eyes. She told me she'd been busy too and had made me a chicken dinner, but as soon as I saw the plate I knew she was lying because the towel matched the one on the bowl of pastry you sent over. She blinked her long lashes, but no more tears fell in spite of her efforts. Kate's never lied to me before, but before I could say anything, she ran to her room and slammed the door. I left her alone while I watched my TV. She paused, probably expecting them to be impressed that she owned one of the only TV sets in town. When I checked on her, she was gone. She took the blanket from her bed and left. Corvin's mother patted her shoulder. I'm sure Kate will come back soon. She just needs time to cool off. She'd better do it quickly, Miss Poley pouted. I'm tired of phone calls about her fighting and her bad attitude. I've always been there for her, but now she keeps saying she's old enough to take care of herself. She stood up and looked out the living room window. Dave wants me to move to Las Vegas with him. If Kate is so sure she can make it on her own, I have half a mind to just leave her here and go. 
Watching her reaction, Corvin wondered if there even was a half-mind under that dyed blonde hair. She could be quite mean to Kate, and in the past Kate had run away and spent the night in the fort. Kate's mom turned around. She even took my outhouse flashlight from beside the back door. She knows I hate going out there in the dark. Corvin's mom gestured for him to leave, so he headed for the stairway. He wouldn't go to sleep, though. As soon as Miss Polly left, he was going to slip out and see if Kate was up at the castle. Miss Polly called after him. Corvin, do you know who gave Kate that lovely black bracelet? He stopped in his tracks. She was wearing a shiny bracelet, but she wouldn't let me look at it. You didn't give it to her, did you? She studied his face intently, as if she would be able to read his mind. Corvin shook his head. She said that even though I didn't want her, there was someone who did, and I thought... She cocked her head to one side. Did she say anything about hearing from her father? Corvin stared blankly at Miss Polly and shook his head again, his mind racing. Why would Kate put the black band on? What had the lizard said to her? Miss Polly crossed the room and knelt before him. Corvin, I know I haven't been keen on you and Kate playing together. It's just that... I know all too well what can come of a boy and a girl spending too much time together. Corvin felt his face flush. He didn't know what to say. Miss Polly took his hands in hers. If she goes to find her father, her feelings will be hurt much worse than if you break her heart. Please don't let her go to him. The way she said the words and tossed her hair made it look and sound like Miss Polly was acting again in a movie. His mother pulled the woman back to the couch and turned to Corvin. Run along now to bed, son. We'll sort this out in the morning. Corvin looked into Miss Polly's face. In spite of the way she treated Kate, he truly felt sorry for her. I'll find Kate and bring her home, he blurted out. I promise. She smiled and Corvin left the room to climb the stairs. That bracelet was doing something strange to Kate. He should never have let her hold the hammer in the first place. He pulled on his tennis shoes and laced them up. As soon as he found Kate, he was going to roll that boulder back over the door and cover it up for good. He didn't really care if anyone else believed him now that Kate had held the hammer and had seen the mysterious lizard. A chill raced up his spine. If the hammer was a key to the door, then Kate was up at the castle and she was going to open it. <laughs>